Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the three likeliest scenarios when it comes to infrastructure, as of right now. Number two, Senate Republican outside groups are raising big money. And number three, young guns reunite. All right, Jake, let's talk about the biggest story of the week infrastructure isn't going to happen isn't gonna, isn't it going to happen uh we lay out this morning in punchbowl news basically the three likeliest scenarios as of this morning 5 a.m yeah so um with all um caveats that this could change because we're in the middle of a very difficult negotiation where the dynamics are shifting every minute. So let's just review kind of where we are at the moment. Last night, Chuck Schumer filed cloture on a bill that could become a vehicle for the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So what does that mean? He has put a bill on the floor that he doesn't intend to pass, basically, as is, and he's trying to, he scheduled a, uh, um, a, procedural vote to begin debate. So what he's basically doing is saying to the Senate, well, we're going to debate the infrastructure bill whenever it comes up. Now, Senate Republicans are not cool with that. Um, they they say they're not going to vote for cloture unless they have a bill in hand. And um, not a crazy, not, frankly, in my estimation, not a crazy point of view to have that you're not going to vote for a procedural motion without a bill on uh, uh, you know, uh, written, but, but, you know, you could argue it both ways. So here's, we were gaming out this on uh Monday, last night, Monday night, um, all the days kind of blend together at this point. So, uh, I, how about this, Anna, I will throw up in the air, the idea, the each scenario, and we could chat about it. Um, Let's say Schumer can't get 60. So scenario one, Schumer can't get 60 votes. He needs 60 votes, which means all the Democrats and 10 Republicans and a bipartisan deal is nowhere close. So like that seems pretty likely at this point, <laughs> you know, we're months into this process and um, and uh, uh, both sides kind of are seem seeming pretty dark here on the scenario. And this is bad for Schumer for a lot of reasons, because Biden's agenda hinges on being able to pass a bipartisan bill as kind of, you know, a chaser to the very bitter shot of medicine of passing a three point five trillion dollar budget. Only a bitter shot of medicine for Senate Democratic moderates and House Democratic moderates who I mean, I, I just can't imagine are going to want to vote for a three and a half to four trillion dollar package. So looks likely also looks pretty, pretty uh, uh, bad for a lot of Democrats. Yeah, I mean, this to to me, when you look at the overall landscape, makes it probably the likeliest, but also the toughest in terms of what's next. How how would that impact? Because it would, it would have to impact what actually ends up in the budget resolution package. It potentially means that that three point five trillion dollars moves north to four of four trillion because they're going to want to take some of the hard infrastructure package. Uh, it just makes everything kind of go, you know, kind of mesh up in a little bit more chaos. Uh, let's move on to the number two option, right? So that is there aren't 60 votes for cloture, but 
a bipartisan deal is still possible. So that basically means, and it's got a little bit of where it feels like it's a little bit today to me in the sense of they don't seem, they don't have the votes for cloture, but there still is this possibility of the G20 coming together, trying to find a, a pathway forward. You know, if I was gambling also, I could, I could make the argument that this is also extremely likely, right? That there's no... There's no deal. Schumer still moves ahead with the vote, and um, uh, the group says they still want to talk. You know, then Schumer's got a difficult situation in front of his, in front of his, um, uh, in front of his face. I guess you could say, which is so. How long does he give these guys to talk? I mean, they've been talking now for weeks, if not months, in some respects, right? Um, so how long does he give these guys? And I just don't, I don't have a, I don't have a, a sense of that. Schumer's going to want to get moving. He's got government funding coming up in the next couple weeks, in the next couple months, rather. He's got a, the debt ceiling. He wants to get moving. That's really clear to everybody. So, you know, frankly, uh, that's a really, that's a likely scenario and also not a great scenario for Schumer. Yep, the last and probably least likely is it's a big kumbaya moment in the Senate. We don't see this ever, uh, really, where cloture is invoked and the Senate moves forward on this bipartisan package. Obviously, that would be a huge win uh, for Chuck Schumer. Seems very unlikely. I think um, just kind of bottom line on this, uh, one, I think it's important to say that August is at risk here, right? Right now you have uh, the chambers in for the first week, potentially could move that into the second week. But if this continues to get pushed back, this could be a a real whittling down of the uh, long August recess, right? That's right. Um, I I don't see, I see August as completely at risk at this point. The Senate's going to be in for the first week of the month. Um, I imagine they could be in for the second week of the month and the House is going to have to come back to deal with it, to deal with whatever the Senate does. So I think August recess is quickly becoming um, uh, at risk. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is this is the meat of Joe Biden's agenda. So let's actually let's 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 make this point, Anna. Joe Biden has to get his agenda done. Every president has to get their agenda done in the first two years of their presidency. Um, so that that's just what we know from history. So that's what this is. That's what this is the the meat of Joe Biden's first term in office, uh, and potentially his only term. We don't know if he'll run again. We don't know if he'll win again if he does run. So this is it. So that's that's what we're facing here, and and I think that that uh, the the White House is is pretty cognizant of that. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. Um, once again, we are looking at the money game. We have a pair of Senate Republican groups raising an eye-popping $33 million on hand. That's the Senate Leadership Fund, uh, which is the GOP Super PAC and One Nation, a related nonprofit entity. Those are pretty big numbers when you look at, although not necessarily unsurprising, given just the dynamics in the Senate, the fact that uh, Republicans want nothing more than to regain their majority, but big numbers from this outside group. That's right. Um, this, this is the the this is the um, yesterday we had news on on CLF, the Congressional Leadership Fund, the House Republican Super PAC. Today we have we have this news on the um, the Senate Republican Super PAC and and related nonprofit. You know, listen, uh, battle for the Senate's going to be a dogfight, right? It's going to be a very big. 
uh, very expensive race, and I think we're beginning to see that here. Um, this is this this is Anna the 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 engine that powers these races these days, right? I mean, it's no longer the committees. It's no longer only candidate cash. It's these big money groups that just, you know, they, they are in the middle of everything when it comes to congressional races. All right. And the number three story of the morning, uh, it's just like old times. Kevin McCarthy is appearing at a fundraiser for, drum roll, Eric Canner, an, an Eric Canner linked group. Man, young guns reunite what is old is new again. Yeah, you know, I I kind of forgot about Eric Canner. Um, he's been out of Congress <laughs> for a long time. Um, he is he's somebody that uh, he, you know, without without Canner, without Canner's losing, McCarthy would not be where he is. He's the top Republican. This is interesting. This is a group that they're raising money for that Eric is involved with. That is um, aimed at building the Senate, the the Virginia Republican bench, rather. So kind of interesting and. Um, uh, you know, I don't know that they've been seen in public together for a very long time, so I'm quite interested in how this is going to go. I, I don't donate money to politicians. Uh, I am not a, a partisan. So, but if I were a Republican who cared about Virginia Republicans, I would be at this event because I would love to see Eric and McCarthy reunite. And who knows? They could play the hits. Maybe they'll do a little you cut. Maybe they'll do you know a little bit of the. <laughs> maybe I don't know what oh, they're going to do. Oh man, these are some these are some throwback terms from uh, our reporting days and Jay's yeah, particular the, of covering go. the House Republicans. So, uh, what a week. <laughs> What a week indeed, and it's only Tuesday. Uh, with that, I just want to say uh, one personal announcement. Punchable News is growing. We are very excited to announce that Lee Steinberg is joining us as business operations manager. She was most recently finance director for Representative Mickey Sherrill, has also worked at EY Parthenon as an associate. So uh, just another exciting day at Punchbowl News. With that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.